everybody, welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding, episode 122. Damn. Scott McNally, Dusty Hanshaw, Big Ron Partlow, welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding. Like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. God, he's on fire today. <laughs> yeah, I'm just fucking pounding it right out. And then I got our, I have to read an ad from uh, Ford, and I have to read an ad from <laughs> Tesla. I thought we had Tesla. I didn't realize it was Adam Ford. Adam and Eve sex toys. Yeah. And, uh, and Tesla, yeah. We're going to do that. There we go. <laughs> I listened to uh, an episode of Rogan last night. He had this general on that was national security advisor under Trump. Right. And it fucking really interesting. Because, I mean, the guy's a general before he became national security advisor. So he's like had this crazy life, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was funny. There's like this break where Joe, like they play Joe like reading a commercial. <laughs> and, you know, those are just like, I know Fuad's doing the Manscaped one, isn't he? I think so. I don't actually yeah. watch any. I think content. Joe's probably getting paid more than than <clears throat> Fuad is. I, I a little assume. bit, a little bit. But but um, but yeah, I, you know, if anyone out there thinks that uh, we would sound, you know, velvety and buttery reading their ad, then maybe maybe we're up for it too. Especially Ford, we could definitely do a Ford Let, ad. Let's ask the people, what ad would they like to see us read on the show? I actually yeah, I mean, was approached by the Manscaped people, and I had been, I still am on the fence with them, just because I've had some people tell me like, oh yeah, I really like it, and other people like, I nicked my balls every time I used that thing, and and I I, there was, one. do you, what do you think of, I mean, let's make this do it, use code THINK for, use code Big Ron. What, uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. How are your well, I can't give one? them my review yet, because they're not paying oh. I see. It's a, it's a no, I'm just kidding. I was genuinely curious. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The number one rule is you got to like a product. I do like it for taking the, you know, just keeping things trim around the junk. It does. It's, it's, it's pretty good. But I like clippers that go right down for other stuff. Yes. You know, you know, because so they don't. It has like a permanent a guard. guard right? uh, Sorry. It's one of you a permanent guard, so yeah. Yeah, kind of gives a little bit of distance, right? Like you can't you can't take things right down to the fucking concrete. But <laughs> that's not know. good for me. I'm a, I'm a concrete only kind of human, you know. Yeah, I see, it. I got a really good pair of like um, barber clippers, you know, like the ones they use on your neck. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got them like oh god, they'd be like fucking twenty years old by now. I got them. Actually, I got them from a hairdresser. Long story, <laughs> but uh, did you uh, earn those? Did you? Well, she might have kept my sweater, and I might have kept her clippers. <laughs> good, good trade. Depends on the sweater. She, might, yeah. she probably still has a gorilla wear sweatshirt in her, in her closet from uh, 1999. Uh, speaking of, good. I almost took a, I almost took a picture for you, Ron. So the very first morning, I went to the new gym to do cardio. Yep. I'm sitting there. And I see a guy walk in like direct and I, and I just, I don't know why, but I just watched him and he walked straight to the calf raise, you know, which is cool, old school, whatever. Then he gets on and I can't see him, but he busts out like, I don't know, 10 sets. And then he comes out and I see him in the T Michael hoodie. And I was like, ah, 
it makes perfect sense. This is what a T. Michael guy would do. Ten you sets know, of just, ten. He probably does it fucking every day trying to get his calves to grow. Exactly. But I just died. I was like, that shirt is probably older than most of our listeners. <laughs> oh yeah. There's a guy that trains at my gym that wears uh he wears some T. Michael boat necks and T. Michael Love sweatshirts. It. Yeah. Yeah. I like seeing them. They're they're great. I, I wish the the kind of like the King T. Michael that I had, because I had a few, but I had one that was tie-dye neon green oh nice so Just there was a lot of neon wrong. yeah there was a lot of neon green but then like the tie-dye was kind of like a dark green dark bluey green kind of so it was like it was really fucking bright and then the logo was like blue and white so it just fucking <laughs> yeah <laughs> everything they did was shirt. that way <laughs> oh man, big the big bat wing, like you stick your arm out and the, and the shirt oh, goes yeah. kind of from like midway up your forearm all the way to your waist, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely remember. I mean, I was just, I thought of you immediately when I saw the guy. I was so tempted to just walk over and tell him, like, I need a picture of your uh, relic. Did he have a tank top I mean, on sure. underneath? Like, did, was it open in the neck or was it a normal neck? No, it was open in the neck. He didn't. Oh. I would have been more impressed if he'd. Uh, if you'd had the stringer underneath, I'd have known. Yeah. And the key, the key is the key. <laughs> Lean over. Okay. You got to show them. These youngins don't understand. So when you got the boat neck <laughs> shirt, right, and the trap is sticking up, the shirt needs to be cut just a little, just a little off the trap. So you see the little It's almost space. dealt. Got, yeah. All dealt. The shirt has to be cut right there and then come across the top of the clavicle so you see the shelf, right? But then the stringer has to be narrow, like up in your neck. You don't want yeah. the string down here. You want it to come up here because then it frames the trap, right? Frames well, you can trap. actually put your finger underneath the stringer, yes. right where, you know yeah, what I mean? Right here, you get the hole on, because of the shelf. So it's so. full effect. <laughs> it's like everything that could possibly make you look thick is in Yes. Yes. by the boat neck stringer combination and i might not have ever had good calves but i had a great look in a boat neck <laughs> <laughs> I love right at the traps going on at right the now. front delt the little front delt sticking out had the upper shelf yeah i love the boat necks they were good for me you know there's always that one clothing item that comes in your lifetime that really and make look better. Really shine. You know? Yeah, mine's yeah. a ski mask. Yeah. <laughs> is a ski mask? I was going to ask what yours Full was. Full face. <laughs> You're, yeah, yeah. You're, I killed you. it in the 2020 era when everyone started wearing masks. <laughs> right. It's my best look. Yeah. For certain. You know, oh. it's funny. I was, I was, um, I was walking through a building the other day, like an office building. The and there was this hallway actually through the building. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. There was, so I was walking, it was like a two minute walk to where I was going and, and it wasn't, I'm not familiar at all with the building. Right. And it's a very like professional building. Like there's lawyers in there and stuff. So I had my mask on, but I also had my hood up because it had been, it had been pretty cold out. So I just happened to have my hood up and I just forgot I had it up. So I had a hat like oh, God. this a hood and a mask, right? All black. 
I had a black hoodie, black t-shirt, black sweats, black shoes. And the hallway happened to have some lights that were out. Like it was a dark hallway. (laughs) And I was approaching this woman. And I just remember thinking like, I feel weird right now. Because I feel like she should want to turn and run from me. Five years ago, she'd be terrified. Like terrified. Can you imagine if that was just 2018? Yeah. She was walking down that hallway and looked up and saw me coming. It would have just been funny. We're all fucked up, Dusty. I thought we were about to hear the story of the first time Ron got tased. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Jesus, you know. 2018. We would have had this after. Yeah. I used to train the yeah. guy that, uh, that owned the taser company. What? Yeah, in Scottsdale. Huh. Yeah. Wow. And then it became a big mess, obviously, and now the, the rules are all altered for them. And you used to be able to just buy one. Just go grab one. Yeah. You can't yeah. anymore, huh? No. I remember a girl oh, no. showing me her taser. Yeah. She was like, stay away from me. And she was shaking it at me. <laughs> <laughs> that was two days ago. You just told the story. We were, we yeah. were here. <laughs> uh, have you seen those TikTok videos of girls tasing themselves with their like, you know, those like ones that I don't know which ones, but they're the ones that girls have like, you know, in case they get no. mugged in a parking lot. No. But there's like girls on TikTok that are like hitting themselves with them. Huh. And then they fucking fall down on the floor and they go, holy <laughs> fuck. And they scream. I bet. It's fucking hilarious. I, I was, I just, I just love that they know that that's what's going to happen. And they're like, film this. Here we go. Hey, the, another thing the Simpsons predicted. <laughs> Bart sticking his fucking finger in the socket. Ouch. 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 Ow, quit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So oh, what's new? What's new with Scott? Let's start with Scott today. Oh man, yeah, I wasn't ready for all that. I wasn't. I was just See, ready to like, like listen to the show and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I want. I want to hear the update on what Scott's doing. You had a great leg workout. You're feeling a little better. Yeah, it's How's it's been week? it's been pretty good. I actually I have something though. It is completely not just bodybuilding talk that I okay. I have to share with you guys. Um. <sighs> It's kind of funny and it's kind of terrible at the same time. So you guys are telling me, like as of two episodes ago, how awesome the new season of Dexter is. So yes. I, you know, I don't really watch a lot of TV. I have Hulu and we watch like a little bit now and then. But I went ahead and I figured out it's on Showtime anytime. So I had to figure out how to get that, which was a whole other story in itself because I, I don't oh, buy the shit okay. normally. And I get it. And so I'm finally all excited. We sit down and we watch it. And uh, we ended up, we hit play and just watched it. We watched the last episode first. Oh, no. Victoria's like, we don't really know who any of these characters are. And I'm like, yeah, I know. They're just throwing us right into it. She's like, this is really intense for a first episode. And I was like, yeah, it really is. This is amazing. <laughs> so, oh now, so now we went back. We're on episode four or five. And, oh, okay. and we're watching it. Yeah. And we're like trying to, there's no suspending disbelief. It's just like, but you can still like enjoy the moment. Like there's like little things that are yeah. happening. Like I know eventually, no, he's, this guy's not going to get caught doing this right now because right. this You're happens at least later. You're getting the backfill though, right? Yeah. You're yeah. Yeah. The backfill. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because we're so like, you're still surprised. It'll like all make sense by episode 11. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I thought amazing. you guys would appreciate that. It was like, it was, I don't, I, I've never made that mistake before, but literally it was like Dexter, you know, and we're like, sweet, boom, so hit the play button. Had, had you, you'd watched the first eight seasons, oh, yeah. though, right? I loved that okay. show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But wow. you didn't understand half of the, because I know of that, of the whole show now, it's very funny to think of all the things that don't make sense. <laughs> yeah. We were like, well, I guess this is going to, they're, they're going to tell this, this guy. They're going to tell this as it goes. You know, they're going to retell, you know, whatever. It's, it's like, a Tarantino. Maybe it'll be flashbacks. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> flashbacks coming up. Well, yeah, you oh. kind of did that. Pretty much. <laughs> you created your own. You created your own edit of the season. They show you the, you're watching that's the like, you know, when they, where they show you a, like almost the end of something and then they say, yeah, four days earlier. Exactly. And then you catch up, you watch it again, and then you see the true ending. You guys should have just, yeah. I don't know, had your cable go out like five Ready? minutes before the end. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. Oh, We're making the best of it. It's still really good, though. It's like, and I love that town. Like, I love the feel of that little the little town that they're in. That place is cool. Yeah. yeah. Speak, speaking of, now that you've uh, almost ruined that one, <laughs> I started watching Mayor of Kingstown, who, which, mm. is, which is written by the same guy who wrote Yellowstone. Huh. And... It's fucking amazing. It's only one season. It's 10 episodes so far. And I'm only allowing myself to watch one episode a day because I would watch the whole thing in one day. Um, okay. It's literally as good as Yellowstone. Um, you know Yellowstone, the guy who is um, that like drove Jimmy down to Texas? Yeah. The, the horse yeah, guy. He's the writer. Isn't he yeah, the he's writer? the writer. Yeah, he's yeah. the writer. And he writes all of them. And he's got some characters from from Yellowstone in this movie or this show as well. Hmm. Oh, like crossover characters. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's, you don't know that they're on the other show, but like the cop with the bald head on Yellowstone is a cop in this show. Oh, is he the same cop? No, no. He's just okay. happens. He's like, I already got a cop. He's right here. He's bald. It'll right. Work. Okay. Okay. I see what he you just mean. worked him overtime. Probably screwed him on the price a little bit to get him for both. It was perfect. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yes, you guys should watch that show for sure. Mayor of Kingstown. Yes. Okay. And they and they um, don't fuck around. They get to it. Episode one. You're like, right. I'm in. <laughs> okay. I'm watching the book of Boba Fett. Oh shit! And that makes sense. For it you. is. It is very. It's very good. I just um, John Favreau uh, just has saved Star Wars for me from Disney's horrible grasp um they 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 did such a terrible job with the three main movies that they made you know uh the force awakens uh was it the i don't even remember the fucking second one the last jedi was the last one who cares anyways they were like entertaining and fun to watch but they had so many things wrong with them and uh rogue one one of the side stories was like a spectacular fucking movie. It was the best thing Disney did since they touched the whole franchise was Rogue One. It was the only thing they did right. Like it was just so fucking awesome. I watched Rogue One like four times and um, they, they did such a just home run on that. And then, you know, Solo was fun and like kind of cool. And there was like, the real, one real stupid part in it, but the rest of the movie was good. And, you know, like there's, they haven't really hit, they haven't really been good with it. They fucked up a lot of Star Wars. 
And then John Favreau came along with the Mandalorian and it was just fucking so fun. And now the book of Boba Fett is just so fun. And they're just giving the old fans like me all the little treats that we want. It's You're just candy. Yeah. You're every five minutes there's a candy, you know, <laughs> See, I wouldn't you know? even know. I, I actually thought of you this weekend, Ron, because I saw this thing. Uh, whoever this bitch is, I don't know, but it's uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's ex-girlfriend. She did a talk show where she talked about her worst date ever with him, where he rented out a movie theater and watched all the episodes of Star Wars playing with a lightsaber. And I love the comments because yeah. girls are like, that's the greatest date I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch doesn't deserve him. <laughs> That's so funny. I was That's like, so Ron funny. would be so proud of these people. Hey, I'm there's like, some wow. Star Wars girls out there. Definitely some Star Wars girls out there. Yeah. You know, I know girls with Star Wars, Wars tattoos. Whoa. Oh, yeah. That's I know strange. girls with Star Wars tattoos. Lots of them. Yeah. yeah is that where you got the clippers? Anyways. <clears throat> <laughs> there may or may not have been an R2D2 or something. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I like things to go full circle. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a lightsaber going on every night. <laughs> you know. That was one of the comments, by the way. They're like, what, you didn't get a lightsaber? <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. that why it wasn't fun? <clears throat> oh, yeah. good shit. There was, a, there was, a, there was a, a vent, an open vent tattooed. <laughs> Anyone who knows how Star Wars ends, it's the joke. Like okay. What about, what about Dusty? Well, as you saw, I got snow. Which... Yes. So I was very happy about that. And I felt like maybe that was like me wanting you to suffer. And I shouldn't be enjoying it. <laughs> That's very odd behavior, Rob. <laughs> well, well, what was funny was, which I filmed some of, so the dogs obviously haven't seen snow. Huh. And it was great because, you know, they were so, they're always excited to go out in the morning. You know how your dogs are. So I ripped the door open. And they both stop. <laughs> and they just look down and they looked at me. And they're like, the fuck is this? <laughs> so, so I'm like, I coax them out, right? And it lasts like a minute and then they go back in the house. So I gave them a minute, kind of refresh. And I'm like, all right, I just got this feel. So I slide my chucks on, but literally just slip my toes in, walk out to see what will happen. And then Donna just comes tearing out of the house. And she realized it's fun. Harvey flips me the bird and walks back in the house. And uh, yeah, that was what, that was it. But the, the exciting thing here is they don't they don't plow the roads because they don't get snow that often. And people are deathly afraid. So oh, like yeah. I headed to the gym yesterday. I had like the whole street to myself. You know, then the, the few oh, people yeah, you I got told that Scott, big truck. like, yeah, I threw it in four wheel drive and just zoomed. It was no problem. And those know? tires too, like you, you could drive northern alberta with those and the worst oh yeah it was it was literally nothing but it was so nice get to the gym there's two people there i'm like yep. nobody nobody's out you know same thing today the 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 normal gym i go to is uh was closed yesterday so they opened up today and i got there and it was just the gm training one guy and us i'm like this is fan i, I put a video up on my story i'm like this is great so yeah i'm a fan of snow because it gets rid of people so that's cool. It does. Terrible weather. Terrible weather is like the decider at the gym. Yeah. You know it's who's the hardcore in. people? Oh, you yeah. Know? You get to the gym and it's all the same people you see, like, that you expect to see at the gym when it's terrible weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
pulled in, and as soon as I realized that the giant gym parking lot was empty, I'm like, we might do a couple extra circles within a 20-foot radius. Right. And then park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have some fun. Did you I see was, how I adjusted my microphone so it looks like Dusty and I are using the same microphone? Somebody commented on that. Room. I don't know why. <laughs> Did I don't know they why really? I took that. Yeah. Yeah, they saw that last week. Does anybody ever notice that? It looks like they're using the same mic. Maybe we are. No. It's kind of funny. Right? Yes. So that is it. The only other thing going on for me, Ron, is I got a new sponsor. Everyone knows who it is, and I can't say it. So there's that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm really excited to find out. Me too. Just, guys, you wait, and you're going to be shocked. Yeah, I know. I know. Also, too, another thing was Mutant got a new guy on, but they haven't told me who he is yet. Huh. So I guess I'll meet him when we travel. But they put oh, out a teaser. The last one. Yeah. Well, you know, there's, you know, I won't mention any duds. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping the new guy's good. I don't know. He, I don't know what's going on now. He might be one of these social media whorish, you know sort of like say anything it could just be a bad decision so we'll see you know anything but i hope your you know? i hope your deal goes good look forward to hearing uh when they're ready to you know yeah, people are gonna be shocked that. when they find out it's coca-cola anyways <clears throat> <laughs> um, <laughs> i've went up a little bit or red bull did you have uh, questions did you get a question box yeah actually i got a good question yes Everyone talks about what music they train to. What movie could you train to? Oh, shit. Mm, like imagine a big screen in the gym just playing a movie. Rocky <laughs> 4. That's a good, uh, four that's the, a good one. Yeah, Rocky 4. That would work. That's a good one. In between How sets, you? you could look up and you'd see what was and You'd be like, I remember this fucking part. I hear he, he's getting ready for the fight, you know? Yeah, right. Right before my set, if he dies, he dies. I'm like, oh fuck, he dies, he dies. <laughs> so you do one set in two hours. It's a typical workout, is it not? It's <laughs> <laughs> dusty speed. That's dusty speed. I was thinking like, like something like 300 or Braveheart. Oh yeah, you know, there's just sure. like nonstop sword fighting and like things that make you angry. Braveheart would get you really angry. You know, you'd look up and you'd see that, you know, the king being a king and you'd want to fucking, you know, that makes sense. I could use the evening news for that one also. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, you you can't watch the news. You can't watch the news. That'll ruin your workout. It wouldn't be the right. It wouldn't be the right type of. That's the wrong anger. Wrong anger. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's the anger that's just distracting and destroys everything. You can't have that, man. What about you, Scott? Yeah, you're doing that. What about you, Scott? You know, I'm going to go with the obvious, and I'll and I'll say too that when you walk into <clears throat> a gym and they're playing like the old Mitsuro videos of like Jay Cutler and Ronnie, <laughs> yeah, when you walk into a gym and they're playing that stuff, you instantly know like I don't even care what equipment's here; it's good. Like I'm home, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So that's funny. Um, my my buddy Braden, the guy I train with, he's uh, he's got a TV in his home gym. So we'll crank the music, but then he'll put on like an old Jay Cutler video yes. on YouTube, or he'll put like Battle for the Olympia up or something. Yeah, for a bit, and it's pretty cool because it reminds me of like a couple of gyms that I've been to that played like Battle for the Olympia videos. 
Yeah. You know, that's awesome. So I can do that on the TV at the juice bar. I do that. Like I put the Olympia on there and I, you know what I mean? We yeah. do stuff like yeah. that. So it was funny when, when we opened the gym, we took all the TVs off the wall. Cause there were, there were, t- there were, there used to be some TVs in the gym mm-hmm. and we took them all down. Cause we were like, we don't want to look like one of those commercial gyms. We don't want any distractions. <laughs> you know what I mean? I agree with that. And it was, it was funny. A lot of people were like, I really like how you guys took the TVs down. I used to stand here and watch football for like 10 minutes. Oh yeah. You see people doing that. Yep. And they, everyone stopped doing it. So yeah, I don't know. It's kind of cool. It's a good move. Yeah. It keeps everybody focused. Right. You got a question, Dusty? I have a million questions. That's what's good about the question box. They don't fuck around. I feel like sometimes that some of the questions are like been asked a thousand times. So I feel bad. Um, uh, uh, uh. Mm, you know, I'll look mm. up the YouTube stuff too because I think we had some questions in the last episode. How would you train for size and strength, and what gear would you use? I'd definitely do second gear. It's you know, so, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Dad jokes are my favorite. That, that can't be a real question. <laughs> That's a real question. That's. They want all of it. <clears throat> I'm like, well, no, they, they want like bodybuilding summed up. Yes. And how, how would I'm you train? For and I'm supposed to do it in strength? 15 seconds when I answer this and, later. And what gear would you use? Okay. All the um, train fucking hard. Um, make sure you're recovering and seeing progression. And use real gear. And if the bladder don't splatter up the dose. Yeah, um, there you go. <laughs> the liver don't quiver, the bladder don't splatter up the dose. Um, <laughs> if the walls are rocking, don't come knocking. <laughs> that wasn't a real now. question. I was like, wow, that's, that's a, you're asking for a lot here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it forced me to, to, to do it in 15 seconds. So there you go. You got it done. You got it done. You know, oh, how would you one. solve world hunger, Dusty? In 15 seconds. <laughs> that's see that's well, a, that's what they that's what they do to like those uh miss the pageant girls yeah, how would you do this <laughs> it's like well it's if i could solve it you think up. i'd be on this fucking stage yeah yeah <laughs> i'd ask elon what to do he probably knows the answer well elon um, offered to solve world hunger but he asked for receipts i saw that when it was gold go over too well that was the most fantastic. He's like, I'll give you the billion. What was it? Like $8 billion right oh, now? Something more than that. It was some crazy amount of money. And he was like, I'll, I'll fucking give it to you, but I want to see the books. And they just, it was funny. <laughs> crickets, crickets, crickets. Yeah. Wonder how that one works. Um, wow. Let's see. Oh, this is, you know this is actually a good one. Pennies on the dollar are actually feeding anybody most of the time. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'm curious what you would do with this besides see your PT. Uh, how to fix elbow tendonitis during heavy presses. Well, I mean, that's kind of a hard question to like how to fix it. Well, first of all, stop doing anything that hurts. That's yeah. rule number one. So anything that hurts, which means if you pressing one plate aside hurts, stop pressing. If you can press one plate aside with zero pain, then you can press one plate aside, do some high rep sets, get, keep, keep the movement, you know, but, but you can't train if there's pain, you got to rest it. Um, 
tendonitis requires rest, like real true tendonitis. You need to let it calm down and do its own thing. And, it, and it's really hard to speed it up other than with like, you know, friction massage and stuff like that. If it's actually in the tendon and you got to calm the muscle down with grasten or active release. My personal answer is most tendonitis is related to a tight muscle. Yeah. And so the tendon is always under more tension than it should be. So it never gets a rest. And that's why the tendon hurts. So it's not actually the tendon that has the problem. It's the muscle most of the time with my experience. So I go get active release or grasped in or some sort of like, you know, something where the fibers have to do this, you know, that sort of therapy I really like personally. And I've had times where like I couldn't press, do press downs with like 30 pounds. Then I went and had my tricep grasped in and ART'd and stretched out and like days later i'm doing the stack like i've had that happen mm -hmm. so it could be that scott i think you know that's a big one ron is the whatever you're doing that's bothering it that if you keep doing that it's not going to get better um i'm a i've had i think probably have you guys both have tennis elbow issues in your life i feel like every bodybuilder oh, yeah. has at oh, some yeah. point I had a year where I couldn't yeah. do side laterals. No kidding. Because I couldn't hold the dumbbell. Out. Yeah. It was fucking brutal. Using straps, I think, helps because a lot of it has to do with gripping. So if you're trying to grip hard, like if, you're, if your grip isn't strong enough, then, you know, everything that, that controls the hand is in, you know, from the wrist to the elbow. And you can overstrain those tendons. And like Ron was saying, you know, the, those muscles will get strained in the process. And then you get that inflammation in the tendon. So ice, rest, you know, massage therapy, kind of like deep, you know, real intense stuff to break that up. Um, but then also, I think like, you know, if you're not using straps, use straps, even on things that you might not use straps on and just watch how hard you're gripping stuff. I think that that stuff would be, you know, a big change and maybe some BPC 157, but I wouldn't say that's the answer because if you use that and that's it and you aren't doing that other stuff, then it's just going to you know, come back when you're done. Yeah. The only, the only thing I would add is uh, <clears throat> it's a Band-Aid. It's not fixing anything is they make those wraps that oh, go yeah. on the forearm that actually have like right. a piece of plastic or whatever that if it's like a pressure point. Those things work because I've had that same thing, Ron, where I couldn't push anything. The only thing I would think about was that my forearm was going to explode. Um, mm -hmm. got those wraps for like 15 bucks and I could train without the issue while I was getting it fixed <clears throat> and then it was good to go. Yeah. And my so, PT didn't mind me doing that either. Right. <clears throat> Mark Bell gave me a set of like these forearm cuffs hmm. mm -hmm. and they're only like a couple inches wide, but they're pretty tight and they would sit like right below my elbow Yep. on right on all the tendons. Right. And he yep. gave them to me compression cuffs, I guess he gave them to me and I wore those whenever I was pressing or tr I would do wear them on chest and shoulder day, basically. <sighs> and, um, I wore those for like the last two years that I was, you know, training to compete. Right. I wore them all the time because I really noticed I had better workouts when I had those on, like it made a big difference. So I would have those compression things on just below the elbow on the forearm. And then I would have like a, like a, a sleeve on over top, but the sleeve wasn't like that tight. I'd wear it for the whole workout. You know what I mean? Right. It was just like kind of just, you know, snug. Keeping it warm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I could train. But if I didn't have my fucking elbow shit, <laughs> I was not doing chest. That's for sure. This is not happening. <laughs> no. Do some pec tech and go home without that stuff. So, you know. I've got one When I here. see guys, I see guys just barehanding everything with no elbow pain. And I'm just like, oh, those were the days. Yeah. Kids. <laughs> I, had, I had a couple of them here. One of them was a follow-up from Dusty talking about the 20 rep leg sets. He says, 20 reps on legs is brutal. I have a question about it. So my top hack squat is 4.5 plates each side for nine reps. Um, there is no way that I'd be able to get 20 reps as I train alone. Would you recommend dropping the weight to three plates on each side so that I can get 20 reps? Or should I continue to go heavy with my reps around eight or nine? Currently in my off season and trying to grow my legs. I mean, the answer is obviously, I still think you should go down if you, you're going to get a different stimulus. This is the way I look at it. If you take somebody who's doing 20 rep sets all the time and you go to the gym and you do sets of 10 or 12, they're going to be crippled for a couple of days. Same thing in reverse. So I do think that you're going to have to go down. I mean, you, you already nailed it. If you can do eight or nine reps with four plates and a quarter per side, well, obviously you can't do 20. You just told me you can do eight or nine. Um, but you should be using a weight for your 20 rep set. The way I do it is you don't have to get them straight. Like I shoot for a weight that I can get say 15 with, and then I'll muscle out one rep at a time, five. Hmm. So it's still 20 reps. You don't, you don't rack it, but you can rest at the top, take a couple breaths, go again. I love doing that. And that's, that's my favorite. It's just like a Widowmaker. Like as long as you don't rack the weight, you're still going. And I mean, we're talking, two or three quick breaths and go. But it's, I always say it's like one set of 15 and five sets of one is my 20, you know? So yeah. that's, that's my two cents on it. And I think you get great results that way. I've found for me personally, of course, too late because the career was already done. But um, I think due to, it could just be genetic, but it could be the fact that I skated my whole life. Training heavy for low reps for legs, they didn't, they got strong, they didn't really change. I started doing 15, 20, 30, 40 reps, and my legs started changing. They're, they're probably gonna be better than they ever were in the next six months just because of those changes. Hmm. Um, you know, And I love it. There, there is a different thing that happens in your brain too. I know Ron's a fan of these. Like, you almost go into a trance. Because it's light enough, you're cranking out in the beginning, you know, 10, 12 reps pretty easy. And then it's like all of a sudden, I, there's been those times where at like 12, I'm like, I'm going to get 30, you know? Right. And then at 13, I'm like, I'm going to get 14. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. I, so I, I've, I've had a lot of people ask me like, what does a 20 rep set mean? Like, you know, and that's exactly what it is. I, and same thing with, but that's how I always trained with everything. Like if you tell me to get 10 reps, like, okay, we're training to failure in the 10 rep range. Right. So you're trying to get, then it's like you pick a weight where you almost fail at eight and then you lock out and breathe, crank out another one, lock out and breathe, go for the 10th. Yeah. Like that's kind of my, always been my style. So you just extend that up. So if you're going for 20 reps and you're kind of shooting for like the, you know, the 13 to 15 without stopping, you know, you got to at least get 12 without stopping. Right. Yeah. If you don't make it to 12, it's a long road to get to 20. 
but if you can at least if you can at least get 12 non-stop reps then you can pause 13 14 and you could start like or even two at a time breath two yep. at a time breath and you can you can crank out the 20 and those those sets are supposed to be very very tough like i often write a program for someone and i'll say leg press you know you know one set of 12 one set of 20 and they're like oh well yep. i mean I did both those sets. I'm like, oh man, no, they're not like 12 and 20. It's like <laughs> eight to 12, like eight forcing yourself to get 12 and then like 14 grinding to 20. Like that's what those sets are supposed to be. Right. No, I think so. that that's the key too, is it's gotta be that grind because I can't remember the number now, but yesterday I did um, 16 plates on the hack squat for 10 with like a real slow controlled negative. And then my plan was to do 10 plates, so five plates aside for 20. I was like, this should be pretty hard with a two, three minute rest to do this. Um, and at like 18, I knew that 20 wasn't enough. So I was like, fuck it, we're just, I'm just gonna keep going. And I ended up failing at 30, and I was really proud of myself until I realized I forgot to put a plate on one side. <laughs> so I had four plates on one side and five on the other. But, but the point really was, is, is I, I hadn't done that in a long time. So I just guessed. I was like, well, yeah. today it's tough and I'm fatigued from that. So I think, you know, five will be pretty tough for 20. Um, I, now I would, if I was going to do it again, I'd probably do six and get 20. Because mm -hmm. I sped the reps up too. I mean, I was cranking those versus the uh, six count negative on the heavy one. But yeah, I love it. Yeah, one thing I do a lot of now is... Um, with training with with uh with my partner is uh you know we st we still have the first main set and on legs i'll still be in the 10 to 12 range on that right i'm using enough weight that 10 to 12 is like a very very difficult you know challenge but then the back off set is the back off set is either a 20 rep set or it's another 10 to 12 rep set, but with extremely slow negatives. Right. Right, so it's like a minute long, right? So um, so it's one of those two things, but the back off set has been like more of a back off weight wise. Right. And I really find that, you know, me being a bit banged up, is really helping me. So I'm enjoying it. Hmm. What else we got, Scott? You got a couple. Yeah, I had uh, had one about business. Let's see here. Now, I don't know if this is what's uh, the guy you work with, Ron Morgan. What's his last name? Oh, which one, McDonald or Sharp? Uh, he, the, the, well, this is Morgan Mac Bodybuilding. Yeah, so I'm wondering yeah, if this Morgan is Mac, Morgan, Morgan yeah. McDonald. Yeah, he yeah. says a uh, question for the next episode. Do you have any advice on optimizing business and bodybuilding at the same time? So that you are successful at both, but don't take on too much so that one takes away from the other. Oh, interesting. Well, that's you're just kind of trying to find the right balance there. You know, um, you know, he, I know Morgan obviously really well. He's his own boss. Right. So, you know, he has the advantage of being his own boss. So he can just set his bodybuilding into his schedule first, right? Mm -hmm. Training here, I'm eating my meals. He's a pro too, right? So, I mean, it's part, it's all part of his business, right? It's not like it's 
business first and then his bodybuilding. It's like, no, no, it's like fucking for him. It's like mm -hmm. that. So <clears throat> I would set my, my bodybuilding up exactly the way I wanted it because that is the most sustainable way, right? Mm. You're trying to train like a pro, eat like a pro, set it up exactly how you want it with no compromise. Like I like to train at this time. I like to eat at this time. I'm going to take these days off, etc. Then you put your work in the holes. And that's to me always been the most sustainable way to was always the way that I was a bodybuilder. That's why I worked in the bar. I mean, right. We weren't making money on the internet when, and back in my day, right. We all had to actually have jobs where you leave the fucking house. So, so that was why I worked at the bar because it was killer money and minimal hours, right? Cause I'd work three nights a week, make great money. Fucking the rest of the week was mine. So, um, that's what you would do if you were self-employed. Um, or it, it just trying to get jobs to, to fit where you want them is, you know, first make sure you know exactly how you want your training set up. You might have to make the odd compromise, you know, Mondays you might have to train in the morning, but maybe it's only the one day, you know? So that's how I would do it. So the, <laughs> the other end of the spectrum that I ran into actually, so I think this is a good toss up is my business when I own my supplement stores and bodybuilding, they appeared to go really, really well together. Um, the problem was bodybuilding became a business of its own, not just training, but I was traveling the world. I was gone for weeks at a time. And what I ran into was actually the opposite, which was I realized at one point that, I mean, and I was making a very good income as a bodybuilder and a very good income as a business owner. But what I realized was my competition wasn't doing both. Meaning when I was in Germany, <clears throat> worried about doing the expo and training and eating and then, oh, at the very last minute, getting on my computer, working for three hours at night on my business, the competitors in that business were waking up every day saying, how can I beat Dusty's ass? And that was the only thing they cared about. Um, and it just became something for me where I realized and again, it's, I'm fortunate because I could make a career out of bodybuilding, but I realized that I could be a mediocre, what, what I would call an influencer back then, because it was never much for bodybuilder, and a mediocre business owner, or I could be great at one of them. And all I did is I made the selection that I can own businesses later. I can't do this later. And that's why I sold my stores. Because hmm. it just became very right. obvious to me that right. they were never going to go where they could have went. <clears throat> um, with the right person there and I could just cash out now. So that's, that's the only other thing to look at now. Of course I was fortunate because I was making money on bodybuilding, but is something to look at because in life, I don't care what anyone says. You can't do two things that are, that fight for time at the highest level at the yeah. same time. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you can do it at a great level and you can, I mean, and you can be a great bodybuilder, but it's, it does impact, something like a business and if you're obsessive like i am doing anything partially makes me nauseous so i just <laughs> i just have to get out you know but yeah that's the other the other the other thing to think about because it is impacting your business whether you want to admit it or not i know a lot of people say that i can prep and do all this yeah and and i did that too but you know for example i was in australia for three weeks straight one year you cannot right. tell me that doesn't hurt your business. <laughs> like, you know, it just does. So, right. Right. Yeah. But factors, factors, but what you said is accurate. That's, that is the best way to do both. 
if you if you know because Morgan's not traveling the world right now. So outside of that, I, I look at it very basically. It only takes five minutes to eat a meal. You're eating six of them a day. Right. It shouldn't impact. Yeah, your it's, work. exactly. It's exactly. Yeah. You also you know, don't ever want to make excuses, right? Like, you know, Ronnie was a fucking full-time cop, for Christ's sakes. So, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to fucking get it done, you know? Yeah. Fight yeah. hard, stay positive, move forward. Yeah, all that stuff. You got you got another one, Scott? I've uh, got one more. We also, we had a bunch like of people. Yeah, we had a bunch of people, too, that were uh, that, that commented. Well, just in general, I want to say thanks to everybody who commented and, you know, took part in helping to boost us up in the algorithm. All that stuff is you know super helpful to get more people to see the show. Uh, and we had a bunch of people that commented about, like, what training equipment they liked. Like, we talked about your favorite leg press and stuff. So we got some good conversation there. And then I had one more question. Uh, he says, I'm curious. Would taking orals at night before bed help with the stomach issues? Has anyone tried this? The German badass Roman, I'm sure he means Roman Fritz, uh, said he's been taking A-bombs before bed to avoid stomach problems. I always used to, if I ever did take orals, I always took them like mainly at night. Really? Huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like... Like, let's say I was taking, you know, 30 megs a deep day. I might take 10 in the morning and like 20, 20 before bed. Just because I'm, I've always taken most of my pills before bed, like all my vitamins, my minerals. I kind of go to bed with all that in my stomach with my last meal. I know a lot of people take their vitamins in the morning, like they, but I just fucking bomb everything at night, man. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I forget to take shit. I just take it, I take it all at night. That's how it, at least it gets in the system. But when it comes to stuff like Anadrol, um, you know, hurting the appetite and stuff, I, I do recommend that people try that first. Like if you really want to take Anadrol and you, and you start to have stomach problems or appetite problems, try taking it right before bed, you know? And then the next step would be try just taking it five days a week, right? Yeah, right. Okay. Because <clears throat> you know what I mean? Just have days off of it or two on one off. Yeah. yeah. See if... Because I've had people tell me that when they just cut back on the frequency of their anadrol, it went completely fine. But I've had times where it just destroyed my appetite like beyond zero. So really weird. Hmm. Yeah. It's a good question. I've never done that. I used to always do it like an hour before I trained. Yeah, that's why I figured I everybody did, you know? That's what I, I, I know. I know. The system, you know but, but if I had a brain, I would have thought that through. Well done. <laughs> I just bailed oh, immediately. Jesus. Fuck this shit. <laughs> well i always read half lives and i figured you know the half life of most orals is still like you really only have to take them once a day they're still in your system they're not as high but it's not yeah. like they're gone you're not going to pass right. a drug test in 24 hours right. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> it's, a, it's a very valid way of looking at it they don't just disappear <clears throat> yeah they, don't, they trail off you know you're failing a drug test for a full week you know, that's what okay. You got one, Dusty? Uh, yes. Uh, actually, this is a good one. Besides squats, what's the best glute slash leg workout for females? Oh, it's for everyone, but it's female asking. So, but with no squats. Well, because she's already saying squats, she understands. She knew that would be my answer. Is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> just squat. Woman. Just squat. <laughs> yeah. Just squat. Well, 
I mean, they got to do, you know, Romanians or stiff leg deadlifts. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, they got to do those. Um, I mean, hip thrusts are, barbell hip thrusts are a fantastic exercise for, for glutes. Like we know that from the, the scientific studies. Yeah. Like hip thrusts and squats are the big glute activators, like craziness. Yep. So I would throw those in there. And I mean, you know, I'm just trying to think like bang for buck, like the most muscle yeah. activation possible. You know I, I so then you throw in a some, single leg, like a lunge or something. I was going to say, a walking lunge heavy to me. Yeah. If they're not in your rotation, put them in this week. I promise the next two days you're going to go, oh, that's that's my ass. Got it. You know, I, yeah. I think and I think walking lunges are one of those things, especially for me, barbell, because I really do think there's something to be said for all the things you don't want to do are the ones that are going to give you the most bang for the buck. I, I actually did very few walking lunges in my life. Most of the lunges I did were inside a gym in the squat rack. Okay. Where you would like, like lunge forward and explode back. back. Yeah. Yeah. And those are like, they're a different animal because you're driving back really hard and you get a lot of toe drive and a lot of quad when you explode out of that. You you know what I mean? So they feel different than walking lunges, you know, walking lunges, you get that squat out of the hole, but, Mm -hmm. but with uh, those other ones are different. So you can do those too. You don't have to walk. Those are great. Yeah. So I always like you, but I mean, the the outside of the gym, I'd go out the back door, take all my shit with me. The owner's like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, there's a couple of gyms that we were able to do that at back when we were doing those. Yeah. 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 Okay. You got another one? Hey, Scott. Yeah, I don't have any other questions. I will add to that one though. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, and, and I have personal experience with having weak glutes. I was one of those guys that no matter what I did with squatting, I, I figured out how to get it to go to my quads. But outside of that, it was like all hips or something. Like mm-hmm. I never, I never got like the big glutes that everybody else has gotten when they squatted. So, and then I also had like a lot of lower back issues. And I started trying to train my glutes to try to get them to grow so that they would show through faster when I'd get lean, you know, and have more right. detail. And then it, as a result, it fixed my lower back too. It was like, it turned out being that, that was a problem. But I started actually training with uh, one of my clients, uh, shout out to IFBB pro Amy Landry. And she, I just went to the gym with her and I was like, let's do a glute day. You know, she's a bikini pro. I was like, show right. me how to do this. And she got me interested in Brett Contreras. And so I started following his stuff. And the thing I'll add is, is that what Brett says is that there's three directions to train the glute from. One would be a squat type movement. Another would be a hinge type movement, like, you know, a dead, or excuse me, uh, like a, um, you know, a stiff leg. And then the other one would be like an abductor type movement where you're pressing out. So I would say, try to make sure that when you are training glutes to tackle one thing at least, you know, from each one of those directions to make sure you kind of get it all. Right. Right. And the, the ab, the, what does he say? What does Brett Contreras say about the abduction machine? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't believe he's a big fan of it. No, I, I, you know, I haven't seen him using that a lot. So say, yeah, anyone who understands might, how the muscle works wouldn't be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I think the problem <laughs> is that you're, I think the problem with the, uh, I might not be correct here, but I think the main problem with the abduction machine is that you're hinged at the hip because you're sitting. 
Okay. Well, it's also how you're sitting. Because if you've done like a glutinator, which appears to be the same thing, yeah, you'll find out quickly back. it is not the fucking same thing. Those things are brutal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, and I know the the deadlift, the hinge movement is really important, and the squat movement they're they're the most important because they load the biggest part of the glute, the, the maximus, and you know, they put that in. They put that in a stretch, so you get the most bang for your buck. So it's like the long head of the tricep, you know. It's the biggest mm-hmm. muscle in the arm. You got to train it. So you know, you see a girl spending like more time on the like little things and not enough on like the fucking biggest muscle in the glute. Yeah, you know? right. That's funny. That's why I do my uh, RDLs and stuff the way I do, is because my glutes overpower my hamstrings so much that as soon as the glute would activate, I go back down. So oh. I'm literally in the stretch. So when people watch, I'll have people ask me, oh, I've been doing these wrong my whole life. I go all the way up. I'm like, no, 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 no. Do that. <laughs> don't, don't do what I'm doing. This is, this is for, there's a reason for this. Because, um, yeah, as soon as the low back or glute would really start essentially finishing the top of the movement, I go back down. So my range right. is like maybe, maybe three quarters, probably not even all the way up. Yeah. Yeah. So I've probably ruined so many people's form. They're like, oh, I'll just do what he's doing. I'm like, yeah. Oh, unless you have a giant ass uh, <laughs> and terrible hamstrings. I have both. Giant ass and terrible hamstrings. Oh, it's just, <laughs> it's giant. a great combo. It looks like us. It looks like it doesn't even fit. It's like this giant thing in a straight line. I'm like, I can't get like a little bump back there. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Not good. Every girl in town wants to figure out how I did that. I'm like, bad genetics. You're welcome. That's funny. <laughs> My poor genetics are your dream. Yeah, exactly. Sorry about yeah. that. No, no. That's funny. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm going to take a brief moment to shout out our sponsors. I'll make it quick, but this stuff's super important because it's our sponsors that help to make this show possible. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. And if it wasn't for you shopping with our sponsors, we wouldn't be here either. You can support our programming by shopping with truenutrition.com. They're our title sponsor. They've supported us for a number of years. They have awesome health and performance supplements. You can ask Skip or Dusty or Scott Stevenson all about True Nutrition and they'll tell you how good of a company they are. Hardcore bodybuilders have trusted them for over 15 years now. Use our code THINK, you'll get some savings, you'll support our programming. If you're in Canada, you can shop with supplementsource.ca. They have highly discounted supplements, discounts on bulk orders, and free shipping over $99. Check them out. And finally, you can directly support our programming on Patreon. I'll have links below for Patreon and everything else. We're taking more questions over there, and I appreciate everybody who's already helping to directly support our programming through our Patreon. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging with me. Let's get back to the show. You got one? I got one. I got one. Best accomplishment in your 20s. Best accomplishment in your 30s. Ooh. That's, I mean, it's hard to narrow down best, so just... A good one because I had, I had a lot of really awesome positives and a lot of really amazing fuck ups too so best accomplishments well I'm trying to remember how old I was when I bought my first house that's the thing that was that was my answer because I got my first house when I was 20 and I was like there you oh, go you were way younger that's young <clears throat> I think I bought mine I bought my house in 2005 so I turned 30 that year. So I think I must have been 29. Nice. So I guess technically purchasing a house in my 20s was 
my biggest accomplishment. I think I was 29. I didn't really think about that. So yeah, um, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah. That counts? You're in, you're in now what's in your 30s though? So then what's in my 30s? Meeting me does not count. Um, what's that? I said meeting me does not count as an accomplishment. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I guess I turned pro when I was 39. You got a tens thing going here, 29, 39. But I also like moved. I think that my greatest accomplishment was moving. Like my big move out here with Emily uh, was yeah. like really crucial because like my entire life changed. You know what I mean? It like moved Plus out you, here. You cleaned up but, on that first accomplishment from 29 also. Well, yeah, you got to sell that one. And then mm-hmm. bring that. And I know that was that, a fat one. <laughs> bring that equity out here, and and yeah, so that was great, you know. Moving out here and buying this condo with Emily in 2015, um, and then I turned pro that same year. So 2015 was like a real big year. Sold my house in Edmonton, made the giant move, started working with Mutant, got my pro card, bought the condo. Your 30s when you bought the when you bought the gym, or were you in your 40s? No, 40s. Yeah, okay. it was 2017. So it was the nice. day after my 43rd birthday, 42nd birthday, we nice. opened. How about you, Dusty? Solid. I was yeah. going to say, how about you? Okay. I know you were. I was. Um, I was jumping ahead because I knew. You. <laughs> All right. Well, well, Ron stole the house thing, but I thought that was. I, I was proud of my house just because I could not believe that somebody was going to give me that much money when I was 20 years old. Um, <laughs> But if not that, then I bought the I bought the five supplement stores when I was twenty six, I think. Um, so that was pretty awesome. Uh, and then thirties. Oh damn it! Just I was gonna say not dying, but I was forty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that time I almost died. Yeah, I just turned forty, so that doesn't work. Um, Man, nothing. I mean, it's it's so funny, but like when I think of like things that I consider like giant accomplishments, um, my thirties was just a everything I put in place in my late twenties has just pushed through into my thirties. Yeah. So it's not like I don't have like a giant like oh this big thing. It was more just. As, as Ron says on everything, it was reps. So everything I started doing in my late 20s has pushed into the 30s. But I would say, since I have to name something, um, I'll start out with a mistake. I had a phase where I was doing really, really well with sponsorships, and I opted to not work. Uh-huh. Um, and I was making a ton of money, and so everything was fine. And... Without saying anything terrible, uh, my contract disappeared when it shouldn't have. So I went from making extremely good money to making nothing in 30 days. I was given a 30 day notice. Um, that had so to be like terrifying, a, like literally yeah, that terrifying. That was a giant mistake, but it was also amazing because I knew exactly how much I was making and it took me um, right around 100 days to get all the money back like on a monthly income basis. And that was, that was, I think a huge accomplishment because I realized a, that I was a moron for sitting on my ass, but B that 
if you have a brain and you've been successful before, and I've heard it from a lot of people, like losing it all technically, and I mean, I didn't like lose my credit or anything, but like going to zero, it just put me into gear. You know, yeah. I was probably yeah. made up half of it in a week. And then it was just grinding the rest back up. So I thought that was a good accomplishment because I always know that now. So even when I'm doing things that might be risky, I never really worry. I'm like, yeah, it'll work out. It yeah. always does. So what about you, Scott? I'll just skip to my 30s because I feel like the things that were important to me in my 20s are not important to me at all now. Like a lot of the stuff that was important to me then that I would have thought was a big deal I look back at it and I'm like, man, that's not, you know, I don't know. But I would say I would have to say getting clean in recovery because I could say a bunch of other stuff, but it's only because I was able to figure out a lot of stuff about like follow through and and just like like I remember the first lesson I learned was to put my registration in the same place in my car. I, like I was two weeks clean and I remember realizing like I got a new registration or something. I was like, why don't I put that where I'm going to be able to find it? Otherwise, I could get pulled over and not have my registration handy and then they give me a ticket and that's going to give me a bad day. And who knows what kind of mood I would have already been in. And then from there, my life could fall apart. And all it takes is like me not being responsible for this stuff. So why don't I head that off <laughs> by getting my shit yeah. together? You know what I mean? And then I can minimize the change. I mean, stuff still happens, but it was like thinking that way allowed me to have follow through, you know, and it allowed me to complete a bodybuilding prep and then it allowed me to start helping other people. So like it, it, it one thing led to the next, but I would say it started for me with recovery. So like not using drugs was part of that, but it was like also not putting myself in a position where I like created drama for that. I didn't need, you know, because yeah, the drama genius. leads to the, the drama leads to the stress, which leads to the other stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Grown the fuck that's, up. That's another way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's the number, the number one error people make is they don't, they don't like, they just try to quit stuff without changing their behavior. Yeah. And then you white knuckle it, as they say, you know, until you can't anymore because you're still in that terrible relationship and, you know, you're still doing all the same things you were. You're just not using something. So for me, it was like really about like overhauling everything, you know. Right. I think it's awesome right. that you can remember that specific thing because that does show how important that was to the process, like the way your brain was thinking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And when that's, it, that's a crazy thing. If you if you've never experienced that, that's a it's a cool thing to hear backwards. You're like, holy shit! It, it is common sense, but at the moment, it was like a, a light bulb really turned on for me with that. I was like, yeah, why didn't I think of this all along? <laughs> you know, probably right. stuff like my parents told me to do when I was a kid. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. it's funny. I I I have I'm sort of uh, I'm I've always been really on top of you know, paying bills, getting things done. If I get a notice in the mail, I do it immediately. I take it right to my computer and I do it, shh, you know, so like any of that sort of stuff. And I remember I looked at my driver's license. I don't know what year it was. It was just like last year or two years ago or whatever. I looked at my driver's license and I was like, holy fuck, my driver's license expires today. Oh God. <laughs> like I just, I was just like, I was like, holy shit. But I remember I, I was doing something online and I needed to pull my driver's license out. 
Yeah. And it was like noon. So I was like, <laughs> fuck. The the fucking I gotta go. It's just down here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's it's just a few blocks from my house. It's like a two minute drive. And I was like, I guess I have something to do this afternoon. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna go fucking renew my driver's license. But it was just like such a uh it was such a shock to me. I was like, wow, that like could have like cost me, could have been a big ticket, could have been, you know what I mean? Like you just never know, right? <clears throat> but to me, that was stuff that I was I mean, I was sort of upset at myself. I'm like, how did I let that slide? Like, how did I not notice that? You know? I don't think you get like notices or anything. You don't really think about it. It's not every year. Yeah. yeah. You know, like Emily tells a story about one time it was like 10 years ago. Fucking they're all going to Vegas and they get to the airport. And her fucking passport was expired. Oh, and she was so fucking pissed at herself. Yeah. And all her friends got on the plane and went to Vegas and she turned around and went fucking straight downtown to Canada place or wherever and fucking renewed her passport with like a quick, we tried to do the fastest job. She got one the next day and she went down the next day. Wow. <laughs> but like, that's you know, that wild. sort of shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's that? Here's one. I got one. So it's the guy's talking about traveling as a bodybuilder, but he asks, mm -hmm. what's the worst thing that's happened to you traveling regarding your bodybuilding? Oh God. Ron knows mine. <laughs> I, Which one? I flew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I flew to Germany um, <clears throat> with, with Mutant, and I was in prep. So Your old put, sponsor. Yes, my old sponsor. Not the current one, because I've got a new one coming. Yes. Um, they also, I've heard, look at a new athlete. Anyways, um, <clears throat> I, uh, I get to Germany, and when I first get there, they've got those, you know, those little carts you can get to get all your bags? Yeah. Well, I was waiting wait for my bags, but one of my bags was a cooler. I had prepped all my food for the week. It was there. No ice, no weirdness, no problems. Uh, I even checked ahead to make sure I could bring it. Everything was legit. And uh, I walk over to a couple guys that are, I don't know what the hell you call them, customs officers, whatever the hell they are. And I said, hey, where do I get one of those carts? I don't have any of your money yet. And he's like, oh, go down to the end one. It takes carts. So I go down. I come back. Well, now they're just standing with me chatting. We're you know, talking it up. It's good 20, 30 minutes before the bags come. Grab my bag, grab my cooler, put it on there. I turn around. I literally look at them. I'm like, hey, guys, see you later. And I go to walk out. A guy comes out of a door that also works with them, watches this whole interaction and goes, what's in the box? And I'm like, oh, it's my food. Oh, you can't, you can't bring that. Uh, long story short, after first we go into the little room where he takes it all out and he's like, I could charge you per ounce or gram or whatever measurement for these things that you're bringing in. At this point, I'm just irritated. I'm like, well, are you going to? Because I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> so are you going to throw it away? You want my credit card? What the fuck are we doing? Like, you know, so they literally make me throw all of it away. But I can keep my rice. Um, you couldn't so, keep the meat, even though it was cooked. None of it. None of it. Huh. They made me throw all of the meat away. Uh, I mean, I was just pissed, A, because I paid $100 additional to ship that, plus I prepped all the food for all those hours, made sure it was measured, bagged, ready to rock, and they just, and what it is, it's just a very typical situation. You have one prick who decides to be an asshole. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. sleeping with his wife, but obviously I did. So <laughs> yeah. You didn't like bodybuilders. Yeah, literally. I always think of that kind of shit when someone's a dick like that. I'm like, what happened in your life? Yeah. Who did what yeah. to you? Did you get jammed in a garbage can? What happened? It wasn't me. Fuck. 
Yeah. So anyways, yeah, that was the worst thing. But of course, we stayed at a good hotel. They ended up cooking all my mo- meals every morning. I It probably cost a billion dollars. I don't remember, but we made it work. Yeah, yeah. I, I had an airline. Um, I flew to Body Power with all my meals for the 2015 Canada's. So I was getting ready for Canada's a year I, year I turned pro. And uh, I checked my hard shell cooler with all my meals in it. I checked my bag, got on the plane, flew to England. I get there, my food's not there. My bag comes off, but my cooler doesn't come off. So we go looking for it and, and they're like, oh yeah, they didn't put it on the plane. Huh. It's, still sitting, it's still sitting in Vancouver. And uh, it was all frozen in a cooler. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I had no meals at all. So I went to, and I was fucking starving, like beyond starving. So I went to Burger King and I got two chicken sandwiches plain and I just threw the buns away and just ate the chicken. And I was like, okay, I got some protein in me. And I think I had like two scoops away. So I had like 100 grams of protein. I was like, okay, I'm fucking fine. Like, <laughs> I'll be okay for a little while. And then I got to the hotel and ordered some chicken breast and they charged me like $12 a chicken breast. And I was like, oh my God, this isn't going to work. So I think I put something out on social media and mm-hmm. Ben Pakulski messaged me. No kidding. And he's like, he's like, hey, um, my guy in London can get food for you. He's bringing all my meals up. So message him here and you know, I get there tomorrow, but he can bring meals up with, with mine. And I was like, oh, shit. So I messaged the guy and they were awesome and they delivered food and I was set for food for that trip. But yeah, that was, an, that was annoying. The cool thing was on the way home, um, British Airways apologized and they put us all in first class. So we had beds and we flew home from London in fucking full bed capsules. It was awesome. Nice. But the worst thing that happened was uh, first time I went to North Americans, um, the flights. It was just an absolute disaster. It took me 21 hours to go from Edmonton to Cleveland. And uh, you walk. And it was, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Well, we took off. We had a big fog delay. So I sat on the tarmac for two hours. And then we finally took off. And then they diverted us. So we didn't land in Chicago. They fucking diverted us to another airport. And then they flew us to Raleigh, South Carolina, because by the time I landed, I couldn't get my flight to Cleveland because I'm not in the right right fucking city. So they put me on another plane, fly me to Raleigh, Carolina, and I wait there for like fucking hours. And then they get me on a plane to Cleveland, back up north to Cleveland. It was just the fucking worst. Of course, I didn't have enough meals. Like I was planning on like it was like supposed to be a nine hour trip, you know? Yeah. Yep. So it was a fucking shit show. But that was stressful. And I was just trying to stay hydrated because I didn't want to get all fucked up on the plane. I was just drink, drinking and drinking and starving and drinking. And I remember texting Chad and he's like, stay really hydrated. I don't care that you're hungry. Like, yeah. He's like, go just get leaner. <laughs> You'll be fine. You're in a yeah. furnace right now. <laughs> but it's pretty stressful. You're going to your first North Americans and you're, you know, you're supposed to weigh in Thursday night and you miss the weigh in. So oh, you have God, to go yeah. Friday morning really quick. Like yep. I contacted someone and they like let me come Friday morning and weigh in and it was fucked up. Things are screwy this year. I first of all, I don't have any I don't you know, I'm not a pro bodybuilder like you guys. I don't I haven't flown to Germany, needed my food with me. You know, I don't have any yeah. good stories like but I did I did have a client this year 
who was doing the Latin American championships. And, um, she, uh, she, she was going from Florida and the flight was supposed to be a few hours and then there were delays and then the connection, then she missed her connection and all that. It turned out being like, she was supposed to get there at 3 PM and go to the check-in all that. She didn't get there till like midnight. And then we had like just the next day to prep, you know, to, to get her in shape for the, you know, get her conditioned for the show and all that. So it was, that was kind of screwy, but any of the shows that I've done, I I've been able to, I've driven to them, you know, they're all in the States. They're all a lot of it state level stuff. I flew to compete in Los Angeles just for fun. Like I was like, I want to go see what it's like to compete at one of the shows in LA like, so I did the Titan Classic in 2017, and that was a blast, man. I had, that was the, the, after that, I came back, that was September, and I dieted from like February and did a show in the summer, and then I did that one in September, and then it was in November 3rd, that's when I competed with Tommy at the Western. It was right. that year. Uh, but I, I didn't have any issues. It was like, it was golden. It was, it was good. But, you know, like I said, I don't have as many, as many like you guys have traveled a lot. Like I can only imagine if I've seen a few little weird things. I think, you know, one of my funnest times that I'll say was I worked with a guy, uh, Joe Russo, and he was a classic physique guy. And we, we carpooled, we drove together out to uh, uh, junior nationals where uh, we, and, and he needed to make weight. Like we had him down to like no carbs, and like eating just like minimal, minimal vegetables, reducing the protein. And he like was just going to squeeze in. And it was at the point where like we stopped at a rest stop and we brought the scale into the bathroom to make sure like on the way, like the, is he still under, is he still under kind of thing? It was cool. Yeah. It was cool. He ended I, up- I've, I've, I've asked a lot of clients to pull the car over and weigh themselves. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, like you're on the road for six hours. Uh, let's get me a weight at 3 PM. Just pull over and yeah, get a weight. Yeah, I made like a an Instagram or video level for ground, level ground. I was like, "Hey, two guys walking into a bathroom, you know, together. <laughs> nothing. We, this guy's gonna strip down. Nothing. Nothing strange here going on, guys. Yeah, yeah. Just truck stop behavior. Nothing yeah. to see here. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Keep walking. Yeah, he did. He did yeah. get his pro card. Like, oh, he, he, wait, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> he got his pro card. He won his class, and then you know who he there lost to for the overall. Brett Wilkin beat him for the overall. No way. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. What, Brett. What, oh, that's what, funny. What weight class was he in? It was it was classic. So he it's by he was like five ten. Oh right, yeah. So Brett Wilkins I, was classic. That's so fucking. Yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brett looks good. Don't, I just don't <laughs> see Brett Wilkins as classic. <laughs> right? He's just not classic at all. That's you so didn't funny. know that Brett Wilkins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just forgot. I forget. He put up a side chest the other day, like just in the gym. Yeah. Like off season shot. And then I just and then you just reminded me he was classic a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Pretty wacky. You got one, Dusty? <laughs> I'm scrolling. I have lots, but I've I'm I'm getting oh. I'm a little more particular with which ones oh. I like. You know? Okay. Um, I know. Uh, Oh, here's a good one. Thoughts on extremely low volume lifting for pros like Menser style. Well, I mean, so I guess the the rule is you should try to do the least amount of volume required to get the result you desire. So, I mean, 
I mean, there's obviously genetic components to this. Some people can probably do, well, we know some people can do much lower volume than other people. Um, but Menser's like heavy duty stuff is like, that's pretty extreme. Like that's less volume than dog crap, isn't it? Isn't Menser's original heavy duty? Oh yeah. No, I, the I, least. I, I really questioned if that was what he was doing huh. or if he yeah. took what he was doing and took it even further down, knowing that athletes would bump it up a little bit ah. like dead serious because it's, it was too low. It was like go in the gym and do one set and go home. And it was like, yeah. you know, for, for legs, do one set of squats and then head out. I'm like, there's too much muscle. Like it doesn't, you know what I mean? So yeah. I really do yeah. believe that, and especially having read about him and heard more things, I do think he actually bumped it up even further, whether it was mm -hmm. for that reason or just to be an extremist. But, you know, I agree with you. You nailed it, Ron. That's that's the name of the game right there. Mm -hmm. is what You know, get to that point. You don't want to be below it, and you don't want to waste too much time above it either. Um, so I, I'm a firm believer in it. But I will tell you this. So I've started taking on more uh, – advanced guys recently and i've been stunned to find out how few people know how far they can take their body like right. really good really good national level bodybuilders are sending me their training videos and of course i'm not dealing with like a you know 21 year old kid so i'm like trying to say it nicely but like you have you're not even close which is which is great news because i'm like you're already fucking awesome imagine yeah. what's going to happen you know, because I can literally yeah, it, see. I'm like, oh, I just got four more, and then they rack it, and you're like, oh, shit, why'd you stop? You know, so mm -hmm. I, with that being said, I think that most people can't do the low volume that they think because they don't, they don't take their sets anywhere near where they need to go. Yeah, that's a key. That's a key. I know a lot of stuff that I've read about Menser, nope. too, is like guys that said, uh, oh, I, I watched Menser train, and he still did. You know, same thing Dorian did where he was like warm up, warm up, prep set, and then all out set, you know, and the prep set mm -hmm. wasn't far from failure. Like I've had, I read stuff where people were like, the prep set was like almost slowing down, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, it wasn't, it wasn't what right. we think. I don't, I don't think. And you're right. The marketing thing might've been part of it. He might've been ahead of his time with that. I bet. <laughs> I bet. Cause he was really he was like a smart guy. Yeah, and he was like anti the volume, anti the Schwarzenegger thing, you know? It was like you mm -hmm. don't need all of that. And mm -hmm. I also heard too that that he got more extreme as he got older. And he did have schizophrenia, so there may have been a component there. But I, I, I don't know what the frequency was, but he was even like, you know, legs once a month, kind of <laughs> like it right, it was like every right. few weeks you were training a body part type yeah. thing. So I I know he also had, um, like, there was a, a bit of a, a speed habit, wasn't there? Wasn't he? Something like that, I hear. Sort of yeah. A, yeah, I think he used he used some meth. He was a 70s guy. They were using a lot of speed, you know? They didn't call it meth back then. I think they just called it speed. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was the 70s, you know? And all the baseball players were popping the greenies, right? Spencer had those glasses, yeah. though, and that mustache. <laughs> I love this. It was so good. He did. He did. I remember I saw Menser. So I saw him training someone in person once. 
Um, it's the only time I ever saw Mike and it was at Gold's Venice in 96 when I was there for the first time. And I remember he came in at night and he was kind of fat yeah. and he had a sweatshirt on and he didn't look like, you know, like cigarettes. Trained, but he's, but he still had muscular calves. I remember he had uh, shorts and flip flops on <laughs> and he still had like muscular calves and he had a client and it was like this guy that was obviously a bodybuilder, like trying to get huge type of bodybuilder. I mean, I still remember him. He had like a red bandana and he was like super hardcore looking. And uh, Mike had him on the standing calf raise and he had the what I don't remember the calf raise, but I remember there were also some pins on it. And then he had plates loaded on top and stuff. Like it was super fucking loaded. And the guy got on it. And I remember standing right behind the guy and watching his set. And I remember watching just to see what his range was like. And he got like right to the top on like the balls of his feet and, and locked his calves on every rep. Damn. And I remember Mike got behind him and spotted him for like four reps. He was like, let's go get it up, get it up, get it up. And he like forced some reps with, and then he was pulling down on it. He like Mike, like hung off the back of it at the bottom and oh, made the guy do like a super stretch. And he was like stretch and he was pulling down. And then they, and then I stood there cause I was like, what's going to happen next? <laughs> right. After that set, and he got off and Mike's like, okay, we're done. Stretch your calves. We're done calves. And the guy huh. went and stretched his calves and they unloaded the machine and that was a calf workout. And I was like, okay, yeah, well he did do what I thought he did. Yeah. You know, at that point as a, as a, as a trainer, <laughs> at least. I love that you wanted to make yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, I wanted to see if he was going to do two sets or three sets. Right. You know, and that's, I just saw him do one. <laughs> so, you know, the legend was maybe it was true. Maybe it was true. <laughs> you know? Okay. Does he got one? <laughs> He's laughing. I do. Am I lagging, Scott? You're it's lagging a little. A little. Lag. Yeah, yeah. Little lag. You want to reconnect? I had a second. Okay. I was wondering. I had a second where I thought it. my joke didn't land. <laughs> <laughs> so great. I think that Scott should send Dusty a a second modem and write it off on the company expense. It's the least he could do. Pay for know? some better Wi-Fi, something like that. Exactly. Yeah, you know yeah. it's tough times out here in South Carolina. Do they have better Wi-Fi in South Carolina? Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, everybody in South Carolina. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. Um, (laughs) That's why I like it. It's super slow motion here. So I'm trying to get you. I want to finish with a strong question here. Strong. Strong question. Oh, that's That's funny. This person got mad at me. I have to say this out loud because I want to do it on mine, too. I do a question box and they say, I did last time and you never replied. I'm planning on taking growth hormone. What are your thoughts? Those things make me laugh. I'm like, do you have any idea how many, I'd have to answer 200 fucking questions. Yeah. Yeah, And and, and when they're just that vague, like there's nothing to go on. Like, what are your thoughts about growth hormone? Yeah. Are you trying to turn pro? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you, do you have plenty of money? If you do go ahead, do your thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't break the bank to use growth hormone, Jesus. Yeah. I think that's a like a, a, a very valid point that I think a lot of guys assume that that's going to be like the key. Once I get on growth, they'll always say that, yeah, but once I get growth, and I'm like, once you get growth, you'll be short $1,100 every three weeks. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> Let me give yeah, you a yeah. guarantee that's going to happen with your growth. <laughs> Right, right. 
Oh, okay. This is this is a good one because I'd like to hear your guys' answers for for myself. How do you maintain strength during a cut? You have to eat enough to maintain the strength while still being on a cut. Like you have to f- remember that calories have to be in a green zone where you can feed the muscle and starve the fat. And when the calories get below that, you see negative stuff happen to muscle mass. And if calories are above that, you don't see fast enough fat loss. So it's all about surfing that curve, staying in that green zone to keep your strength. You know, that's how I look at it. And also too, as you reduce calories, don't increase training volume constantly. People do that all the time when they're dieting. Like they train all year and get big and strong. And then as they reduce calories, they start adding all these sets. And it's like, okay, well, you're kind of throwing off the equation now. We were, we were trying to keep the variables to a minimum. Right. You know, so there can be a time for that and a place for that, like raising activity or whatever. But it's just they, they, sometimes it's overkill. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, my God, my bench went down a plate. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. what we added fucking six sets of chest and took away a thousand calories and also added cardio and also added Cytomel and also did all this other <laughs> shit. Right. So just watch how many variables you're constantly tweaking. Like, keep it minimal. Like, this week I'm going to reduce my carbs. That's what I recommend. Right. What about you, Scott? You know what I'd add to complement what Ron's saying is um, the length of your diet. You know, if you have to tear down a ton of fat in a really short period of time, you're going to have a hard time eating enough food to be able to maintain that strength. Yeah, that that would be my the other factor. So give yourself enough time where you can take it nice and easy and you might not lose that much strength. You know, it's it's like when you really have to, like, you know, throw everything in, push really hard, do all that cardio, pull all the carbs. That's when you feel it. Also, halo, halo testing. Yeah. It's a pro It'll tip. Also make you kill people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I uh, agreed on that part specifically, Scott, because every client I deal with, they'll ask me, like, how long do we need? And depending on them, I'll be like, 16 weeks, so give me 20. 12 weeks, so give yeah. me 16. Yeah. Like, I always ask for an extra month, you know, yeah. so we can so we yeah. can make it slow. Uh, the only other thing I was going to add, and, and this may not be for the person who asked, but a lot of people decide to get weak when they diet. Ah. Um, like, like right off the bat, I'll have people tell me two weeks in, like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling the diet. And I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah, because if you, if you did an ounce of homework, you would actually understand that if you take away the extra, your body's functioning better. Typically in yeah. the beginning of a prep, if you were to shut your brain off and just do – Usually within about two weeks, you'll notice your performance and it's getting better. Yeah. You're not in an excess. Your body's not tired. It's not digesting more food than it needs. Um, I mean, if you've done your other things right, you're on a cycle that you haven't been on in months. Like, that's the thing that's, and that's why I wanted you guys to answer first. I have to be cautious towards the end of a prep to remind myself that things can tear because I'm stronger in a prep than I am. I mean, last two weeks, I'm like, oh, let's try 800 today. Fuck it. You know what I mean? So, because it's there. I, I, I remember that. one year. I remember Chris. I was talking to Chris one year, Aceto, obviously. And um, and and uh, he said that one of my favorite quotes of Aceto ever was, I said, man, I'm just smoking it in the gym. Like, I'm just, my workouts are just fucking nuts. And he goes, that's because you understand that you can still go 150 miles an hour with a half a tank of gas. 
That's good. That is the, it's so solid. <laughs> but it's a lot true. of people think. A lot of people think if they're on a half a tank of gas, they can only go half as fast. <laughs> no, no, you can actually go faster because you're lighter. <laughs> exactly. It's funny you know? though because you know that's true. I mean, we see it all the time. At the very end, I understand, but I, I even think for a lot of people that's mental. Like, yeah, if you walk into the gym and say, "I'm tired. I'm not going to do well." Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The self talk, man. Yep. Let let let's let's end on a, on that. The self talk. You people have to remember that everything they allow themselves to think and accept is setting up what they're going to achieve. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 the things you say to yourself, like you're the one listening. You know. Yeah. And when people like, you know, prepare to get weaker and I mean, yeah, like quite likely you're going to get a little weaker, but you have to like, it's just like, you know, that day you wake up and you think you might have a bit of a cold, but you just deny it. Yeah. And you still get a lot done that day, don't you? Mm -hmm. But then there's the day where you accept that you have a cold. (laughs) And as soon as you accept or like a flu or something, as soon as you accept that you're sick, you're like fuck, and now your day's fine. It's you're over. Not leaving the house. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess my lesson is to live in denial. <laughs> Story of my life, Ron. Just live in denial. I will be stronger today. You know, eating your like two two ounces of oatmeal. So or no oatmeal at all. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Just looking at the box, it's nice. Your egg whites and sugar-free ketchup. <laughs> I'm gonna fetch 500 today for a day wrap. Shovel. You, you should do it out of anger up. for being hungry. You're pissed off, you so you're stronger. You yes, exactly. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm glad we have a. You know, like every episode of a TV show should end with a final lesson. You yeah, know? There was. That was our quote. Like every every good 80s sitcom. There's that little moment. You know. <laughs> Oh, I, you know, just like Full House, every episode of Full House, you get that little moment where the kids would learn a lesson. They'd get a little thing from Bob Saget, a little nugget of wisdom. There it was. (laughs) Okay. Okay, guys. Um, Much appreciated. I want to give a shout out before we close the show to Operation Greenlight going on in BC tomorrow. So the gym closure order is set to expire at midnight. So all the gyms are opening tomorrow. But the BC government has a terrible history with restaurants of telling them at the very last minute, literally the day before, that they're not allowed to open. So then the restaurants waste like 10 grand in fresh food and it's brutal and it's criminal. So Operation Greenlight started um, by a bunch of gyms here. Uh, mainly Iron Energy Gym and Kelowna kind of got the movement going. They're dealing with their health authorities up there and staying open. And uh, it's been really good. And tomorrow, all the gyms that are members of Operation Greenlight are opening no matter what, even if they come on TV today at 4 o'clock and tell us not to. So um, enough is enough. Canada is a very different animal than the States, but we're going to see how this goes. So hopefully everyone just opens tomorrow with no problem but if they do come on tv today and tell gyms oh by the way you're not going to open tomorrow operation green light is happening and there's hundreds of gyms all across the province that are fucking opening right now yoga studios awesome. everything so yeah i'm gonna put our 
pressure on these people. So every, everything, uh, everything that everyone did during this time is very much appreciated by everyone in the gym industry. You know, I mean, we did that video to try to help awareness, but there's a, hundreds of other gym owners that did a tons of social media work and, you know, kept their gyms open in whatever health region they're in and kind of dealt with the, the issues that came their, their way. So, um, yeah, it's uh, all going down. So just a little shout out to everybody and Operation Greenlight and much appreciated. And we'll be open tomorrow. Regular awesome. hours. Nice. Okay. Thanks, guys. Remember, everybody, like, share, subscribe, comment. And Ring the what bell. was the other one? <sighs> God, what would you be without okay. me? Nothing. <laughs> okay. Dusty, enjoy the snow. I shall. <laughs> okay. Remember, everybody, it's just bodybuilding.